Hi guys, welcome to It's Your Turn podcast. I'm Skye, I'm a functional medicine certified health coach, and I'm here to share anything and everything to do with self-improvement. I really enjoy sharing all that I'm learning about health, about nutrition, most of all about mindset. And I'm also here to share other people's stories of their health challenges and to help celebrate their successes. I feel like this is such an important piece because in other people's stories, we can really learn and see what's possible for us in our lives. Welcome to It's Your Turn podcast. This is Sky, and today I wanted to share a conversation I had with health coach Abby Hagney. Abby is a health and mindset coach, and I'm learning how much fun it is to connect with other health coaches. Everybody has, you know, a little bit of a different niche when it comes to, you know, the people that they that they are most connected with. And I love so much of what Abby's message is, um, a lot to do with helping women to build their confidence, really, and to live their best life. And I think one thing that jumped out at me immediately was <laughs> one of her taglines is quiet your quiet your inner mean girl. And I think that really just speaks volumes to so many of us women who have spent time in our lives, you know, not being our own best friend. And so I've really been looking forward to having this conversation and really excited to share it with you today. Hi, Abby. Thanks so much for taking the time to meet up today. I've really been looking forward to getting to know you, learning more about your business and really learning what, what brought you to coaching. Yeah. So, um, brief overview, I guess, of kind of what I do and my coaching philosophy, and then I'll jump into my story, which relates to it is, um, so as a health and mindset coach, I really help women to feel healthier and more confident in their bodies and in their habits and, um, allowing them to do it in a way that allows them to live the life that they love. So, taking away restrictions, taking away that feeling of deprivation, taking away the guilt that often comes with what we quote unquote, think of being healthy and really allowing them to step into the woman that they want to be with the habits that they want to create and seeing how that feels and taking action from that place of knowing that it's possible to become that person with those habits. Um, And I really do that through mindset work and it's not sitting around manifesting. And then you're like twiddling your thumbs, waiting for, you know, your healthy habits to drop into you from out of the sky. It's creating the mindset that inspires you into action and keeps you going even when life happens and challenges come up and you know, you miss a day here, you go to a party and you, you know, ate all of the things rather than feeling guilty about that and feeling like you messed it all up. And now you're going to throw in the towel Yes, to overcome those thoughts and be like, it was one day, it was one meal. It was one vacation and I can keep going. Yes. I have to start all over. Again. That's such a hard thing for a lot of us women who have been on that diet roller coaster to get off of the on and off mentality, because that kept me stuck for so many years of either I was towing the line and I had to be perfect with whatever plan, you know? So I love that you're not trying to, I feel the same way about like, it just has to be sustainable changes, be it to your diet, to your routine with activity. It's just, 
it's so individualized. And so, you know, to not look at health as like a program, I love that, mm-hmm. that you see it the same way. Yeah. And I love that you touched on kind of that all or nothing mentality, which so many of us, especially oh. women, men as well, but especially women have yes. all or nothing mentality or like, I'll start again on Monday and oh. all or nothing always leaves us with nothing. It is yes. a heavy load. To and that's where that voice and the scripts of like, I, I always quit. I'm a quitter. I can't follow through with anything. It's, you know, we throw it all away because of, you know, what we think is a slip up instead of just, like you said, it's life. Like, you know, it's, it's life. You don't just put the ditch in the car because we have a flat tire. It's like, you just, you know, to be so much more self-accepting of being human. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. What a, you know, an approach that I take with my clients, which may be helpful for your listeners as well, yeah. is instead of that all or nothing mindset to go into your goal with an all in commitment, meaning that you are committed to that goal, no matter how long it takes you, no matter what challenges come up, no matter how many times you quote unquote fail, you're sticking with it. You're going to find that next step. You're going to keep going. You're going to have compassion for the days that don't feel good. And knowing we don't need to do anything. And that is sometimes progress too. Sometimes slowing down is exactly what we need to speed up. But as long as you always think about, no, I am in on this commitment to my goal. For the the long run. Yeah. Yes. That takes away the pressure of the quick fixes that we are so into these days. I mean, anywhere from, you know, do this in five days to 30 days and this and that like, yes. And it's so hard because I think that so many women, even, I mean, I'm 51, but I still feel like we all just kind of gravitate, especially if you're, if you're at the beginning of your health journey, I feel like so many of us still want to believe that there is that magic pill or that quick fix. And, you know, it's just such a mind shift to get to, because once you get free of that mentality of, you know, like you said, no matter what, you just hit the reset button, you move forward. You have a bad day or a bad weekend, or you went on vacation and you were kind of off your plan. You know, it's like, you just want to help people to just restart and keep moving. (laughs) <laughs> yes. and it's going not about starting over again. It's just picking it back Continuing, up. Continuing. Yes. You already have come from one place. You have learned from that place where you were, you have learned that it didn't feel good to be there, that you don't want to be there, that you yes. want to create some change and you just need to pick it back up and to know that it's going to feel uncomfortable. I think yes. we want it to be easy. Like not only do we want it to be quick, but we want it to be easy. We want it to feel good. And change is not going to feel good. No. Our brains are wired to throw up the red flags. When we- It's like that protective part of us. That's like, it wants to keep you safe. It wants to, you know, you want to know, you don't want the unknown. You want the predictable and you want to stay in that safe little bubble. But it's, you know, it just gets to be that whole uh, groundhog's day of mm-hmm. not breaking that pattern, you know, and just recognizing if you want something different, it is uncomfortable. Yeah, it is uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And be willing to go with that discomfort. It's not always going to be uncomfortable, but you have to go through the discomfort in order for something new to become comfortable. Yeah. To grow. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So a little bit uh, about my story and what brought me to coaching. I know that you had asked that um, was, you know, this was something I really struggled with 
the majority of my life. So I'm 40 and I think for a good 20 plus years, I really struggled with body image and negative self-talk and chasing a number on a scale and all of the fad diets. And it really stemmed from when I was 12 years old, I was in gymnastics and a coach had made a comment about being careful not to gain weight. And I don't believe it was meant to be harmful or, you know, no ill intent around it. But for me, I just took that and I lasered in on it. And at 12 years old, I was looking at all of the magazines and pulling out all of the workout routines and the, the meal plans um, and all of the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. And, you know, I had a binder yeah. as a teenager in my room of like things I could do. And if I, you know, I'd eat dinner and I'd go to my room and I'd do these exercises to burn off dinner, I'd go for a run and it was either food was good or bad. Yeah. And movement was to burn calories or like punishment for me. And yeah. I really thought that I was a very healthy person. I was like, I watch what I eat and I work out. And I just thought that's what women did. We watched the food that we took. We counted our calories. We tracked everything. You know, I thought that we were mean to ourselves, that we criticized things, that we were never going to be happy with our body. And I thought that we exercised to, to burn calories and to stay small. And it wasn't until I got pregnant with my son, um, he's now eight, but my firstborn, that I realized I had to gain weight. And it was something that I had spent my life avoiding doing. Yeah. And it was, I, it, I don't want to say it was like a split second. It was more than a split second, but it wasn't long for me to realize like that it was scary, but it was scary because I wanted to gain weight. I knew that in order to have a healthy pregnancy and for me to be healthy and the baby to be healthy, I had to gain weight. I wanted that, but I also didn't know how to do that in a healthy way. Right. And it was this through like coaching and through awareness of what I had been doing all of my life and realizing how unhealthy that was, that I had to start changing that script for myself. Right. And so that's really how I, I help my clients is through that awareness of, okay, how are you talking to yourself about your weight, about your body, about your habits, about who you are? You know, for me, I was like, I'm not a confident person. I wasn't born with the confident gene, you know? But that's not what it is. It's developing the confidence that's in you. Some people, it comes out easier and more freely, but it's always in us. And it's building upon that through that awareness, through compassion for the things that we've done, you know, not judging like, okay, I spent 20 years of my life in this dark place, but I'm not going to judge myself for that. I'm learning from that. I'm yeah. celebrating moving forward. Yeah. I'm practicing every day. You know, I'm much better at it now, but there's still some days where, you know, I find myself criticizing something in the mirror or a picture or avoiding something or questioning like, oh, I shouldn't have had that or, you know, kind of resorting that. to the old ways of thinking. Yes. But yeah. it's being able to catch yourself. Yeah. Well, I like that you said um, that you've battled with your inner mean girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's so true because like we tell, and you've got daughters, I see um, mm -hmm. I've got three daughters, but you know, later on in life, you just think, and you're thinking how, how horrible we may have spoke to ourselves all these years. And it's like, 
you know, you want people to like, how would we ever speak to our, our girlfriends or our sisters or our daughters, but yet we're so hard on ourselves and it's a hard, uh, it, it's such sometimes so deep rooted that we don't recognize it unless you really slow down and start tuning into what we are saying to ourselves, because it's not, it's not always good. Oh, it's usually not <laughs> We're so critical, yeah. you know, just so critical. And like you said, things that stem from adolescence that stick, stick to us. It's like, we tie our self-worth to our size or, you know, maybe something hurtful. Somebody said at a certain age, those things, it's like you take them as your truth and carry them with you, even though you don't even recognize that it's so hard. Yeah. And I like that you said, we take that as our truth because we're going to, we hear the loudest voice in our head. Yeah. For many of us, that is that inner mean girl. And we have told ourselves these things for so long that we believe them to be true, but really they're just something that we have told ourselves over and over again. Yeah. I try (laughs) to like, I got to where I would, you know, start if I, if like my energy changed and I just didn't start feeling kind of like a little off or a little bothered by something, you know, if I tune into that, I'm just like, I ask myself, you know, the thought that I'm having is usually kind of what will throw me off or somebody said something and I think something of myself. So then I'm just like, I I challenge it now. Like, is that true? Like, is is there evidence that this is true? No, there's not. It's things that I have believed, you know, about myself for so many years that I have to challenge that on a regular basis. Like, that's not true. Why, why do I, why do I keep, you know, wanting to say those things to myself? It's so hard to records to break, you know? Yeah. And I think to, realize how those thoughts make you feel too. We like to hide from our emotions, right? We never want to feel negative emotions, but sometimes we have to, in order to realize like, I've got to change this. And so when you think about, you know, the way that you're talking to yourself, I know that you said, you know, it's good to slow down and, and to recognize that. And I think a really good practice is to write out the script that you tell yourself when you look in the mirror or when you see a photo of yourself, write it down. Like, you know, I, I say that my mind to me, I always equated it to like the old movie projectors that you could yeah. like hear them click, clicking click, click, click. and like see them going. <laughs> right. it was like that, that was my mind. And it was the same story over and over again, right? Like you're too short, your legs are too big. It's this, like this should be smaller, this, all of the things yeah. were true in my mind. But when I really thought about it, when I wrote it all down and I asked myself, would I want my child to hear me saying this? Would I say this to my best friend? Do I, you know, would I be embarrassed to read this out loud Mm. and then start breaking those thoughts down and recognize how does this make me feel when I say this, how do I feel? And what do I do when I feel this way? Yes. Start to notice, like, these are not helpful. We think that we can criticize ourselves into change. Oh, It never happens that way. Criticism is only ever going to lead you back to a negative place. Yes. I remember reading one post that really just hit home with me and it was like, don't, don't exercise or work out because you hate your body. Do it because you love yourself. You know, it's, and it's so true. It's like, we come from this place of the criticism and thinking, you know, there's some unrealistic idea of perfection, you know, comparing ourselves. I mean, you're probably like me at, at our, you know, as, as we get older, we don't maybe compare as much as we did, you know, like my, my daughters are all young and 
they get on social media and start feeling bad about themselves. I mean, like my youngest daughter tells me, she's like, I just, you know, I've been on it too much. You start comparing and you start feeling less than, and it's such a bad cycle to, to get into. Yeah. And that's why I think this awareness is so important because I like I, the I mean, idea of journaling. That's great. That's, yeah, that's a great oh, idea. So helpful. And I know, and I'm one of them where I used to, I process everything in my mind. I go for a walk and I, but there's something about getting it on paper yeah. that really allows you to shift things. And, and to I, make it real, like to, to admit wow. to yourself without glossing over in your mind, to admit to yourself, I do see, it looked like, did you have a journaling course available? I do. Yeah. I read something. So okay. I created a 30 day journaling course, um, which okay. is available on my website. Um, and it really, it, it takes my coaching and breaks it down into like a self-paced course. So nice. it's a lot of the same questions and processes that I would go through with my clients over, you know, the, uh, my, the six months that I coach with them, but it breaks it down into 30 days and looking at their goals in terms of what they want, who yeah. they want to become, what they need to do and, and that sort of thing um, over that time. So that is available um, on my website. It is a, it is a paid thing. It is highly effective though. And especially if you are just starting out or just kind of getting into journaling, it's really great prompts. I forget how many, I want to say there's like three prompts for every day. So you're getting close to oh, I see. Okay. prompts that you can kind of go yeah. through. And spend as much or as little time as you want on them. Um, I could see that being really a great thing at the beginning of somebody's health journey, because not that we don't have self-awareness, but I think that that would take it to a different level. Yes. You know, yeah. I feel like I, I want to practice a little bit of that because again, a lot of times it isn't until I feel my energy kind of shift and all of a sudden I'm feeling kind of down about something. And I have to be like, what was it that just made me feel that way? And I have to really think about it and kind of dig, you know, what was it that I, and usually it's not something I heard It's something that was going on in my mind. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah. And this course will pull it all together. It's going to help you to become aware of those thoughts, but then the ripple effect that those have on how you feel. And then yeah. the things that you do, or you don't do, because a lot of the times when we have these negative thoughts, we get really down on ourselves. We feel defeated. We feel frustrated or disappointed or like we're not good enough. Yes. And our self-worth. think that that'll like kick us into motion because, you know, well, we want to change, but really what that does is leads us to the couch to watch, you know, a movie and, you know, eat. And our then it makes you get out some comfort food and things that you think are going to be like that instant mood, yeah. mood boost. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's so true. Yeah. And the thing that kicks us into action is a spark of possibility of like, wait, I can do this. I can change this. And so even noticing those transitions of, wait a minute, what happened when I went from feeling defeated or thinking it wasn't working to then taking action and starting to notice that little transition, because yeah. the way that we think and feel, it's always going to control the yeah. things that we do or that we don't do. And yeah. I had just heard something the other day and it, it was talking about, you know, how our thoughts become things and how it affects our energy and the cortisol that, you know, runs through our body. Um, but it said that one bad thought instant, instantly leads to 25 other thoughts mm. of the same, you know, kind of the same self-defeating thoughts, because it's never just one clear thought. It's like, it just stems out and, and then your focus heads down that, 
that path. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it just doesn't, it's no good for us. Right. Yeah. And our thoughts are just sentences in our head. There's yeah. just sentences that we are telling ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so when you catch those thoughts and realize they're not making you feel good, they're not getting you anywhere closer to where you want to be. They're not helping you in any sort of way. And maybe they're actually having a really big negative effect on your life because when you feel defeated, you're going to take it out on somebody or you're not right. gonna be showing up at work or you're not going to you know, do things that make you happy. And so you kind of slide down this place, but they're just thoughts or just sentences in our head and we can rewrite them. Yeah. And they're not true. I mean, for the most part, a lot of times, I mean, to really challenge those thoughts, like, is there evidence of this? You know, it's, it's things that again, like we, we feel has been our truth growing up or, you know, for a certain amount of years of our life. And then when you really dissect them, you know, they're not truths. They're, they're things that we've adapted or told ourselves or heard from people. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, yeah, it's, it's not fun. And that's, but I, I agree. Mindset is such a huge piece because everything is so, you know, ripple effect because, you know, as they say, you can change your mind, change your, change your mind, change your life. And it's so true. Like once we start believing and feeling good about ourselves, it just kind of ripples out into other areas. And it sounds like for you, you really got into the the nutrition side of, of health and helping people. Yeah. So, um, I take a very holistic approach to it in terms of finding out Um, what works for them. So from a nutrition side, again, encompassing the mindset piece, it's helping them to become aware of, you know, what foods are going to bring energy to their body, what foods are going to make them feel good physically and mentally. Yes. We have those foods that we think, you know, we want, or, you know, those cravings that we have, that we have to have, we can't possibly give up. But when you start to bring that awareness to it, you may find like, oh, when I eat this, I actually don't feel that great. I feel tired. I feel sluggish. I get an upset belly. And that doesn't necessarily even mean like it's quote unquote junk food. Like for me, broccoli is not a good food for me. <laughs> broccoli right, is right. one of the best foods out there, but it doesn't make me feel good. My stomach does not like broccoli. I can have little doses of it, but okay. if you told me I had to fill my plate with broccoli, like that's not an option for me, but yeah. it's recognizing like how yeah. is the food that you eat impacting you? And it's also recognizing how you have control to decide what foods you want and what foods you don't want. And when you want to say yes. And when you want to say no, I think oftentimes women think that they don't have control around food. Yeah. You go to a party because they won't, you feel like you're being controlled by food. Yes. But food is just food. The only thing that changes is when we put meaning behind it. When we say we can't possibly buy those cookies because we, we can't have them in the house. We'll eat them all. You are putting that control in the hands of food. <laughs> right, right. But food is just food. And so recognizing what that story is that you're telling yourself about whatever it is that you feel like you crave or you have no control over, right. just start to notice that and start to tell yourself, no, like I have control. You always have control of what you think, say, and do. And food is just food. 
Right. And it is, it, it does kind of shift when you feel like you can have a little freedom from that as far as not feeling like, and some people want to put, you know, different, not restrictions, but for some people, they might think, okay, I want to 80, 80% of the time, I want to really toe the line with how I choose to eat, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 20% of the time to not beat yourself up about, you know, things that maybe you don't think are the healthiest for you, but you know, people who are, you know, your events or you're eating out or, or whatever to not really, like you said, you know, make it bad. Like to have that relationship with food is hard. I I personally have some triggers with sugar and I know some of the things that just don't make me feel good. And actually they don't make me feel good emotionally. I mean, when I eat them and, and the more I learn about sugar and, you know, the addiction, addictive, behavior people have around sugar and how addictive it is. Um, it is linked to some mood disorders like the inflammation and things. So there are certain things that I choose to not head down that road, you know, whether I have control or not, like it, like you said, those are just certain things that I know don't make me feel good. Yeah. 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 Just picking and choosing. It's hard. Yeah. And on the, you know, the 80, 20, I, believe that a hundred percent of the time we should not feel guilty about yeah. what we ate. I think that we, we don't always have to agree with our decisions, but we can learn from them. Feeling guilty from it is just going to take yes. you down that, that route of, I was bad, right? Did right. something I shouldn't do versus, okay, I'm not happy with this choice. So what am I going to do next time? Like, right. To make it a learning choices, opportunity. <laughs> yes. Either celebrate yeah. them or learn from them. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it is hard because it just goes hand in hand. Like, you know, the, um, you know, getting the activity in and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, eat well for your body and the mindset piece, you know, like I see that you work with women for more extended periods of time, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Six months. Okay. Um, and I have tried different, um, different program lengths. And I'll tell you why I personally have landed on six months was, um, you know, I tried months and I tried one month and then three months and came back to six months because what I was finding was it's kind of like a new year's resolution, right? Everybody goes out like the first few weeks of the new year, like motivated. Like you've got all this resolve at the beginning. Yes, yes, exactly. So what I was finding is the similar things with my clients, like month one or month two, like they were really motivated. They were inspired. They were getting results after results after results. And they were feeling really good. And then month three would come and life would sort of happen. You know, they would um, start to lose a little bit of that motivation. Maybe the results would slow down a little bit and they'd start to, again, that inner mean girl would be like, it's not working. It's not working. Or they'd go on a vacation and miss a few days. And so that month three, I found was becoming a little bit of a, a hill for them. Yeah. They had to climb and it was really just life, right? It's just yeah. the way that life goes. Sure. And I was finding that I was either sending them off on their own after three months to be like, okay, figure it out. Or they were just renewing for another three months to kind of get over that hump. And for those that did renew, what I would find was, okay, so month three, they kind of hit those challenges. Month four, we really worked on those challenges. And then they started to come over that hump. And then month five was like, okay, I'm picking back up steam. And then month six was like, oh, wow, I'm really this person that can do it. 
yeah, handled all of these things. And so I just found that, yes, I can offer shorter things, but what's best for my clients and to be successful, like, yes, for them to create that change that really just becomes who they are. Again, it's going to feel uncomfortable at first. Yes. And it is, it's, it's the, the lasting changes. I mean, the goal is to find what is sustainable for you you know, trying different things, what works, what makes you feel not, you know, resentful of the lifestyle you're trying to create. Like it's, there's gotta be balance and it's different for everybody. And so when people try to follow somebody else's program or plan, it's like, it's not going to work for you unless you really make it yours because, you know, we all have different things we're not willing to give on or whatever it be. I mean, we all have, you know, we have to put our own, you know, customize it to, to make it work for us for sure. Yeah. It took me a long time to realize that, you know, I, I did, you know, like everybody else, I tried everything in my binder of things. And with everything that didn't get me the results that I thought it was going to get me, I just felt more defeated. I questioned what was wrong with me? Why couldn't I do it? And it took me a long time to realize it's not me. It's those plans were developed for somebody else. Yes. Developed for somebody else's body, somebody else's goals, somebody else's lifestyle and somebody else's mindset. And they never took me into consideration. They just expected me to mold to what it was. And that's really hard when you have a human brain. <laughs> well, then you feel like you're failing again. You feel like you're not doing it right because you're not able to sustain certain parts of that where yes. they're not meant for you. Yeah. Yes. So totally. really finding an outlet that does allow you to have a customized approach. And I think that's where coaches are really helpful is because we don't see all of the things that are happening, right? We go right. about our business. And I was just talking to somebody the other day. It's like, when you go to write your resume to apply for a new job, like you don't even remember what it is that you do because you're so into all right. of work, right? Like sometimes we miss the really big pieces of what we should be including on a resume because we're so into it. Whereas right. a coach sees all of the things. They see the things that we don't see and they can recognize the things that we're not celebrating, that we should be celebrating, the yes. things that we should be looking out for that we're not seeing and the things that we should be learning from versus beating ourselves up over. And to help with that, I mean, I know that it sounds like you do a lot of work with mindset because that is such a a hard piece for people who have, you know, maybe not had a lot of confidence or self-worth, or they really haven't felt like they've ever been able to follow through with things like, you know, to just change that mindset of make, like at the beginning, you were talking about instead of, you know, as far as making it a decision, like, no matter what, I'm, I'm going to keep on moving. If I fall down, I'm still going to get up and keep moving towards. And it's such a ongoing journey. And that's the great part. It's never just the destination. It's like, you feel proud of just getting in that momentum, getting the resolve up, feeling proud that today I kept my commitment to myself. You know, it's not just that we have to wait till we, you know, reached a certain point because it's such a, it's so fulfilling to kind of get in that, momentum of improving your life and just, you know, honoring your, your goals. Yeah. And every step we take creates more evidence of what's possible for us. Yes. Yes, definitely. I was going to, I also printed out your healthy and nourished in 10 minutes uh, recipe guide and I love it. And I wanted to put, yeah, I thought I'd put a link um, when I post our episode for the podcast and there's some awesome recipes in there. And I like that they're 
you know, they don't have a whole lot of ingredients. It's not going to take, you know, 45 minutes to get cooking. It's like nice, simple. Yeah. They look like delicious meals. So I'm excited to share that with people also. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all under their 10, 15 minute meals. And, um, I created them. It it was a book that I I was selling at one point and then I just made it free on my website, but I was selling them as a way to engage busy moms, especially in dinner time. Right. So there's little, um, tips in there of like things that you can do while you're prepping dinner, while something's cooking, that's going to involve your kids or get your body moving, or just kind of keep your energy up just to make dinner time a little bit more fun because yes, I liked in the back to enjoy, (laughs) you kind of left a good list of just some great tips of it's like five healthy pantry staples, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're, they're things that not everybody thinks about, you know, some of the people that I'm working with, um, you know, just talking about healthy oils, a lot of people like we're all learning, I'm, I'm learning every day. And it's just, it's nice to have a little kind of a little cheat sheet and a jump start of getting some healthier foods in your diet, in your pantry. So I love that. I'll be sure to share that. Yeah. And, and it yeah. can be simple. I think we have overcomplicated, especially oh. when it comes to nutrition. Again, it is a very subject. It's the only subjective science, right? Science is usually black and white. Nutrition is all the colors of the rainbow, just because our bodies are all different and we're all going to react differently to things. And so I think that we can really overcomplicate it and it really can be very simple. Definitely. I, yeah, I like that. I mean, it's, and it's true. You know, I don't, I'm not somebody who likes to spend tons of time in the kitchen. So I just kind of appreciate even what you said about that. We try to overcomplicate it, you know, mm-hmm. to, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, add as many whole foods into your diet, you know, cut out the bad oils, um, you know, really work at getting healthy fat in your diet. I mean, that's something that's kind of a learning curve for a lot of women, my age, because, it was the enemy fat was, you know, right. you didn't eat, you know, avocados and, you know, nuts and seeds that they had too much fat in them. So it's like this, you know, just kind of getting rid of some of the old non-truths about nutrition really yeah. helps, helps also. Yeah. And I think for a long time, it was, what can I get rid of? What should I eat less of? And I yeah. think switching that to what can I add to my plate? to make it more balanced, to make it more colorful, to make it more nutritious. And color, I think is the easiest place to start. If you can look at your plate and see color on it, you are in a good place. And if you have a little bit of color, you may want to ask yourself, what else could I add to this? But at the end of the day, at the end of the week, can you look and be like, I ate the rainbow. I feel good. I had a variety of plants in there. I'm doing okay. Yeah, that, that was a huge eye opener for me because it's probably been like the last three years that I've really trying to learn more about nutrition. And so when I started learning about, you know, phytonutrients and all the, the colors of the rainbow and just really working on variety and it gives you so much energy that, I mean, it's just things our body needs that we don't, you know, I think we all get kind of get in a rut sometimes and we stick to, you know, these two or three fruits that we, we eat and a couple of vegetables, but it is nice to just kind of you know, try new things. So I love that. So, yeah. Variety yeah. is great. And, you know, I think you hit a good point in that sometimes, you know, people get bored of eating the same thing. I think a good thing to keep in mind also is that food is not meant to be entertaining. <laughs> it, right. it can be a source of entertainment in terms of gathering friends and family together, yeah. but that's more about the relationships and the conversations where food is not meant to entertain us. Food is meant to nourish our bodies. And so if it helps you to have the same four meals every week, 
then go with that. Right. Or, you know, I was just telling somebody the other day, I tend to have uh, the same four types of meals every week. You know, we'll have a salad. I'll, I'll maybe switch the salad up or switch the protein up in the salad. We have some variety of tacos or fajitas almost every week, or, you know, some sort of grain bowl with different veggies and proteins and beans or whatever. I tend to stick with the same categories and just switch them up slightly. Add some different things, different colors. You can do everything. You can keep it very simple. Yes. You can plan out a few meals, plan out your grocery list, and then save those meal plans and then recycle them. And mix it up. Yeah. That's why I was excited to, I I brought it up on my computer. Then I was like, oh, I got to print this because I will use these. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I appreciate that for sure. And I know, I know you got to get going. I just want to thank you. Um, You know, is there any tips that you can think of that? you know, to just help somebody to, you know, so many of us want to make changes and we want to make lasting changes. And it's just hard to even start to get in that mindset. You know, do you have any, any advice or, or, you know, leaning back to when you, you know, really started making lasting changes in your life, what helped at that time? Um, one thing, the first thing that comes to mind is to just start to find a place to start. Don't wait until you feel like it. Don't wait until Monday. Don't wait until the new year. Don't try to find the perfect time to start. Just decide you're going to start and do something. Just do one thing. If you can get out for a walk for five minutes, if you can add some more color to your plate, if you can plan your meals for the week, whatever that looks like for you, just do it. Otherwise you're just going to always be waiting. We never feel like doing yeah. anything. And it, it's, it builds momentum so fast, a lot faster than you think when you, it's kind of like that self-care. It's like you invested a little bit into yourself, even if it was something small, like you said, a, a small walk the next day, you might be like, you know, I, I think I'm going to eat a little better today or make better choices or, but you're right. I mean, just not trying to wait for that perfect timing because there isn't, yeah. it's never a perfect time. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like you said, like to start making small yeah. changes. Yes. Yeah. So just start and then bring it back to that awareness and compassion. Absolutely. When you do something, look at it. What worked about that? What felt good about that? And what didn't? Yes. Have compassion for the fact that you even did something and that you brought that awareness to it and then build upon that change. What didn't work, just modify it a little bit. You don't have to start over again. You don't have to yes. do something completely different. You can just do a little bit something different and just keep going back to what's working and what's not working. And, and, I, and us really talking fun. about like the whole mindset of on and off, I feel like such an opportunity for growth for so many of us is that idea of moving forward the next day, not letting yourself get stuck because you felt like you didn't do well with, with your plans. Like to me, that is such an opportunity of feeling proud. Like, okay, I I had a horrible week and not horrible, not even with food, but I'm just saying like, I didn't do the things I wanted to do this weekend, Monday morning, I'm going to move forward. That right there is like, pat yourself on the back. If you can just keep moving forward and don't give up. Yeah. And anytime you find yourself wanting to go to that place where you're beating yourself up, ask yourself, what can I learn from this? What can I do differently? It changes everything. It changes that guilt and the frustration and the defeat to an empowering step forward that is going to keep you going. 
Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Abby. I wasn't sure I did see your Instagram. Um, let's see. Wellness with Abby. Is that your Instagram name? Yep. Wellness with Abby H at the end. Okay. With Abby and H. Abby is E-Y. Okay. Yes. Abby. My website is the same thing. Wellness with Abby H.com. And that's where you can find that 10 minute. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And I'll put a link on, on, um, when I post this episode as well. And so I hope we stay in touch. I really enjoyed chatting with you and yeah. Thank you for your time, Abby. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Okay. I'll follow you on Instagram. So perfect. Sounds <laughs> okay. good. take care. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen and to tune in. Um, it was a really great conversation with Abby. Um, like I said, wellnesswithabbyh.com is her website and her Instagram. Um, and if you go on her website, you can grab that uh, recipe guide. And it really is a nice, simple, you know, clean eating recipes to make for your families. It's definitely worth grabbing. And before I go, I just want to let people know I'm continuing to hold the 21 day guided sugar detox challenges. They have been so fun. It is so rewarding for me to see how much people are getting from the detox. You know, we work a lot on learning about nutrition, learning about updated, clear information more than anything, really helping to debunk some of the myths out there that are still mainstream when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to weight loss. You know, there's just so many little things that we that we learn along the way. And I'm always learning from the challengers. Boy, they come up with the greatest recipe ideas, snack ideas. We share things. We come together. We connect. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's its own little community for these 21 days with everybody working towards the same goal. And it's so much fun. And I just really encourage people to get in there. It's guided um, each morning, each night. We have Zoom meets. Um, I just can't say enough about it. Go to my website, yourhealthmatters.biz, and that's B-I-Z, and you'll be able to click on the, the challenge tab there and you'll be able to read some reviews from some of the past challengers and get signed up for the next challenge. I've got the next date in there. And so I would love to have you message me any questions. I would love to support you in, in this journey of you know building your health and getting control of your health. So everybody have a great week and I look forward to speaking with you next week.